Welcome to the MS Gym Podcast, where we give you the tools to live life by design, not by diagnosis. I'm your host, Brooke Slick, and here we go. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today, where we're going to be talking about all things MS Society. And we have a very special guest today who's a personal friend of mine, who is a going to add some double value to today's episode. Number one, she works for the MS Society as a developmental specialist who specializes in the MS walk, and she also has MS, relapsing remitting MS. If everybody could say hello to Miss Kelly Tapper. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much. Hi, Brooke. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. I met Kelly about well, a little over six years ago. I was about to undergo HSCT, hematopoietic stem cell transplant in Russia, and Kelly had been recently diagnosed. And she lives in Erie, Pennsylvania, about three and a half hours away from me, and we were introduced by family members. And it's been an MS love story ever since. Kelly's a sister, <laughs> and I love her. And uh, she ended up eventually, a couple of years ago, getting, a years ago, getting HSCT in Chicago. But we're going to touch on that later. We're going to talk about the MS Society now. And Kelly, you've been with the MS Society for how long? Just a little over a year. It was a year last month, so okay. so I'm newer. <laughs> and you're based in Pittsburgh, but how much of the state of Pennsylvania do you cover? So I'm based in Pittsburgh, but for the Pennsylvania Keystone chapter is my chapter. We cover 56 counties in Pennsylvania. We like to say pretty much everywhere except for Philadelphia. and Pennsylvania is a big state, so it's a, it's a lot of area. <laughs> Can you tell me, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, you think people who are listening to this may or may not have MS, MS Society, it's, everybody's heard about it. What exactly is the mission, the purpose? What exactly does the MS Society do? What does it, who does it serve? So, I mean, I know it sounds silly to say, but the, the overall all goal of the MS Society is to end MS. And I think that's a common goal for anybody who's affected by MS. But as a whole, the MS Society, we're, we're raising funds and money to fund research that's going to hopefully find that breakthrough to find the cure. But in the meantime, we're providing assistance to people living with MS, getting medical equipment or helping to find long-term solutions to financial issues or helping to navigate healthcare, which we know can be a bear. Right. Um, connecting people with resources to help any issues that they may have along their journey. Okay. All right. So let's say I'm newly diagnosed with MS. My neurologist tells me, okay, you have relapsing remitting MS or primary progressive or secondary progressive. And he recommends a drug for you, sends you home, gives you all these pamphlets. I'm sure one of those pamphlets is probably from the MS Society. Check out the MS Society website. Where would you recommend that first-time patient or loved one, family member, friend of that patient, where would you tell them to look first on the MS Society website? Yeah, absolutely. I know from experience that being newly diagnosed is very overwhelming and there's a lot of information out there. So the nice thing about the National MS Society website is everything is organized very nicely. When you go onto the National MS Society website, you're going to see headings across the top, everything from what is MS to how you can get involved with the MS Society. And the best place to start when you're looking at your medication options 
is going to be under the tab that says treating MS. And when you go to that tab, you're going to get a drop down menu with a bunch of different options. But one of them specifically says medications. Okay. And if you click on that, you're going to go in and it's going to literally show you every medication that's currently FDA approved to treat. And this is all the most up-to-date information. Even as I was on there today looking, uh, Mavenclad and Mazen are on there, which are the two newest. Right. FDA They're the rising stars. Yeah. We're, they're less than 30 days out. So <laughs> they're, you know, already on there. They're kind of organized by your injectable medications, your oral medications, and your infusion medications. So once you get in there, you can click on the medication that your doc- doctor may have recommended for you and read all the information available. But you're also going to be able to compare other drugs if you want to do some research on your own. Maybe you're not fully convinced of the, the medication that your doctor recommended, and that's okay. This website's going to give you a look at everything that's available. So you can um, do a little comparing on your own. Right. And sometimes that's the best best way to you know, advocate for yourself is to really look into what's available. Not be afraid to question your neurologist. Like if you go in, you take a look at all those other drugs and maybe go back to your neurologist and say, tell me, you know, would this work for me? Or that, you know, is one, you know, gives them a reference point. Right. Yeah. Maybe even just asking, why didn't you think this was a good choice for me? But the website's also I, under that treating MS is another tab that's complementary and alternative medicines. So other right. things that, you know, have been proved to be helpful, whether it's chiropractic treatment or acupuncture, it's a comprehensive look at, at different ways of treating MS. And another great resource on the, on the website is one of our newer programs, which is the MS Navigator program. You may see if you're on, on the MS Society website during the MS Navigators hours, you're going to get a pop-up window that says this MS Navigator is available to help you with a chat box. And an MS Navigator, basically what they are is a personalized person who's going to personalize service to the people they're talking to, the individual they're talking to, to help them navigate, hence the Navigator title. Right. Um, Navigate any issues they may have, whether it's with that medication decision or any other issues they may have going on in their lives right then. The MS Navigator will help in that chat box or there's the option to call them as well. Well, for instance, you said earlier, one of the things that the MS Society provides is direction to people with regard to long-term funding or in what way... Is this MS Navigator, are they somebody that would help them or guide somebody to resources that would help them either financially or physically or with medical? Like, is is this Navigator the person that they would be assigned that would? Yeah, absolutely. Would this person be different every time they called or would they be assigned that one MS Navigator representative? For the duration. Yes. (laughs) So... The MS Navigator is going to do exactly that. It's going to help. They're going to help you navigate your issue the whole way through. So the MS Society, what it's not going to do is we're not going to fund somebody's complete financial issue they may be having. Certainly, we're here to help in emergency situations financially. But what that MS Navigator is going to do is they're going to connect you with resources in your local community. Okay. in your local area 
that's going to help be a long-term solution for, for financial issues you may have, whether it's issues getting disability or with help with healthcare. They're going to help to find a solution for your problem. And for each issue you call about, it is going to be the same navigator the whole time. So if you call and you need help with something, it's going to be that same navigator for that whole issue. You're not going to call in or get online and have to talk with somebody new every time, which I know can be frustrating, especially if you're, you know, in a financial issue. You don't want to be explaining that to people over and over again. So Navigator program is set up so great that it can connect somebody with one person who's going to help them the entire way through that issue. Can you tell me what types of services does the MS Society provide that might surprise people? So I think that service-wise, more program-wise, that things that would surprise people is there's a lot of programs and things available for caretakers, family members, people that love people with MS. Okay. Um, I think that sometimes when a new diagnosis comes about or even an old diagnosis, sometimes those people kind of feel forgotten about and th- there's programs available to them. Uh, one of my favorite ones is, is Relationship Matters, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's like a, a retreat for couples to kind of look at different aspects of MS that may affect their relationship. And it's a, a little overnight stay that lets them look further into how MS is affecting the relationship and what they can do to kind of navigate those those issues. And I think it's really cool. I mean, totally. It, MS affects, as you and I know, can affect the relationship. Yes. Right? I mean, and to have somebody there to help you navigate that is is awesome. And then one of the other programs that I really love that we do is a kids camp because another relationship oh. that's that's affected by diagnosis is kids. They don't understand what's going on with mom or dad or they're worried about mom and dad all the time. So this kids camp program kind of gives the weekend away for kids go to camp and just, you know, participate in kids activities and stay in a cabin with other kids whose parent or caretaker has MS and just enjoy a weekend where they don't have to worry about those things that kids shouldn't have to worry about. That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I've been involved with the MSSI society for over 10 years. And I had no idea. I mean, I had no idea that they provided those types of, I mean, I know they, they do a lot of good, at least in my community, but I, I had no idea, like no idea at all. And I think it's important. You made a a little note there. You know, the MS society isn't just for people newly diagnosed. It's a great resource when you are first diagnosed because you have no clue. I mean, you can do a lot of digging in that website. a lot of information. But also, you know, you can be five years into it and maybe you don't, haven't had any relationship problems or any problems at all up until that point. It's something that you can always go back to as a solid up-to-date resource. Yeah, absolutely. And we know MS is a unpredictable disease. So you can be fine for five years and something crazy can happen five years in and you something unexpected and you don't know what's happening and it it provides resources that can help you navigate that. Right. Now, something that I think is important for people to know, how does the MS Society choose which research to fund? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I know even before I worked there, that that's a question that I always had. And, and what 
we have at the MS Society and what we're lucky to have is more than 130 world-class scientists who volunteer their time to look through proposals that we receive for funding requests for research. It's a rigorous evaluation process that they do to make sure that we're going to fund the research that will deliver the most results in the shortest amount of time possible. So we're looking at proposals that people send in and the scientists who are way smarter than I am (laughs) are figuring out which ones are going to have the best impact in the shortest amount of time. Right. That's what part of this conversation today is. It's kind of like stripping away the mystery of what goes on behind the scenes of the MS Society. You know, everybody sees the walks and the bikes and that. Yeah, absolutely. We want to take away, I mean, the MS Society doesn't have a uh, Scooby-Doo mystery machine. So (laughs) (laughs) we we want to be transparent and and let you know what's going on. And speaking of transparency, I did, I took a look at the website and they, even their financial statements are on there, up-to-date financial statements. You know, I think the 2018 I say financial statement. I'm not sure if that's exactly what they call it, but I thought it was interesting just to see the breakdown of where, where's the money go? Yeah, absolutely. We made this much money, this tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of thousands. Where's the money go? So my question is, what percentage of your operating budget comes from drug companies? Because that's the thing. Everybody, (laughs) it wouldn't matter if it was the MS Society, the Cancer Society, any, any medical society in the United States, everybody's always like, oh, they're just being funded by drug companies. And yeah. as far as I know, that's not true of the MS Society. And I want you to set us straight on that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's a huge misconception I see. And, and not just of the MS Society, you're right, of any large nonprofit, it's assumed that you're getting the support from the pharmaceutical companies. And I'm not saying that the MS Society gets no support from me, right. from the pharmaceutical companies, but it's less than 4% of our total operating budget comes from pharmaceutical companies. And less than 4%. Say, well, that's nice that you say that, but I want to see it. And you can, if you go on the MS Society website, yeah. it doesn't just say, there less than 4% of the overall funding comes from pharmaceutical companies. There's actually a tab that you can click on and see which pharmaceutical companies gave exactly I know. how much money. I saw it. I was like, that's transparency for you. And, and, you know, that to me says a lot. I mean, they're not just saying, oh, it's less than 4%. No, they're saying here's the exact dollar amount that each company gave us. So, I mean... Less than 4% is not a big number. I mean, most of our money is coming from those special events that everybody knows about, the walk MS, the bike MS. Right. About 66% of our operating budget. I'm sorry, what, what's that percentage? About 66%. 66? Yes. Okay. Incredible. That's incredible. Well, that's good to know. Tell me this, what isn't the MS? The MS Society isn't what? I mean, we talked a little, I talked what a little bit about it do, earlier. Kelly? <laughs> it isn't, it isn't, it isn't a financial fix all. Okay. I, I mean, unfortunately, even with all the money that comes in, 75% of that money is going towards services, programs, and research. We're not able to fully fund when somebody, you know, is, has a large copay for their medication or 
we can't pay somebody's rent every month, but we can help them find the people that may be able to relieve that copay on the medication or help them budget out to afford rent better each month. I mean, the National MS Society, it isn't a medical facility that treats people with MS, but we can connect people with the best comprehensive care available. We're also not the researchers. So those people, like I said once, are way smarter than I am. (laughs) I read some of those research papers and I'm immediately lost, my head spinning. But we're going to fund those people, those really smart people around the globe who are... And we're not, we're not the people that are going into people's homes and caring with MS, but we're connecting with we're the connectors. Together. Yeah, we're the connectors. <laughs> you shared a story with me before we went on air about somebody that you guys helped. We heard from, so the MS Navigator program that I touched on briefly earlier, these are people all over the country that are fielding phone calls and online requests from people with MS or people affected by MS we're looking for that help, that connection. And it was a gentleman who was living with MS and he was living in his car, which is unfortunate, but I feel like is something that we see more often than we'd like with any people with disabilities, not just MS, but um, whether it's disabled vets or, but this specific gentleman had MS and he called the navigator and worked with the navigator and they were able to get him into an apartment and help him to figure out how he would be able to stay in that apartment. Not just, oh, here, we found you an apartment. Good luck keeping up on your rent. And and they check up on day. Him, correct? He was able to work with the same navigator to find the solution to long-term, make sure he wasn't living in his car any longer. And the navigator was the one that told the story when I heard it. And she, you know, still cut face with him once a week, same person. So the MS Society, what we are, is a large group of people that are connected with these people that we meet that live with MS and their loved ones. And we want to do everything possible to make sure that they are, as the kids say nowadays, living their best life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all we want. that's all we want. I don't think that you're going to find a society member who or member, not member, society employee who is not connected in this with this disease in a very personal way, whether they started that way when they started with the society or in meeting the people, because as you and I know, there are a lot of amazing people living with MS in the world. Oh yeah. So I mean I had a head start coming in working for this society, having MS. It's obviously a very personal cause for me. Right. But I also now know so many more people that make my job so much more important. Kelly, I want to wrap up this episode with you and I discussing HSCT, which is, I mentioned earlier, you and I have both had, I had mine in Russia six years ago, and you had yours under a trial at Northwestern and Dr. Burt in Chicago 18 months ago, correct? Correct. And it wasn't just, you know, 18 months ago, you said, oh, hey, I'm going to get HSCT. You were actually in his clinical trial. Right. That's correct. And how long were you in that trial before you actually received treatment? So I was in the control group for two years. So with the trial, so the trials actually kind of morphed. Now it's a little different. The control groups looks a lot different than it did when I started. Okay. But when I started, the control group meant that you did not get treatment right away. You stayed on an FDA-approved 
MS medication, okay. um, which for me at that point was Yelena. And you waited to get worse, which, <laughs> oh my God. which is like such a terrible thing to hope for. My mom like had the hardest time with that. She'd be like, I hope you're getting worse. <laughs> That's like, a terrible thing to wish for your kid. <laughs> so basically I would go up every six months, see my wonderful neurologist up there, Dr. B. And he would do my little um, disability score, EDSS. Right. And I had to get worse by one point on that EDSS level to switch over to the get the transplant. So a few years, but it finally got worse enough. <laughs> it only it took two years in a in a purple floral cane, but I got there. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know we're laughing about it now, but we can. So <laughs> yeah. um, but that cane's you know, in the closet collecting dust. Oh good for you. Good for you. I know I can tell you this six years ago when I went onto the MS Society website and looked for HSCT because I'd found it on Facebook through a group. I went on the MS Society website, typed in HSCT. It was on there in one place. And coincidentally, it was under clinical trials and it was a clinical trial of Dr. Burke where you had your HSCT. However, a week ago, I went on the MS Society website, typed in HSCT, and it was probably there were probably 15 different hits on there, some from as recent as January or March, all the most recent information, papers that Dr. Burt has published and his findings. However, if I were to go onto the website, as you had said earlier, if I were a new patient and had been told about these drugs, if I were to click on the, the medications and the alternate medications, HSCT isn't on there. Can you tell me why it's not listed on there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you and I yeah. are both big advocates for HSCT. Obviously, it's changed our lives. Shouting from the mountaintops for years now. <laughs> <laughs> but the unfortunate truth of the whole situation is that it is not an FDA-approved treatment for MS. Yes. Uh, and I know people will say it is FDA-approved for, for cancer. cancer. Yeah. To treat cancer, and that's yeah. absolutely true. But for MS, it is not FDA approved. And so yet, yet. So it is not going to be available to everyone, unfortunately. Even if, if we put it under that site, uh, under the treating MS section, and somebody went on there that is like, oh, I want to do this. And then they weren't able to, like, I feel like that could be misleading. Right. You're absolutely correct. But it is on there. Like you said, if you go to, I'll tell you where, right where to go. On the tab that says research, research news in progress, that page has so much information about stem cells. It's like every other word is stem cells, I feel like, on there. And you were because saying stem cells you recently went to something on stem cells. What's that? Yeah, you found that stem cells are like all over the place and all the different conferences. Yeah, everywhere. Stem cells are like the hot new trend for everything nowadays, stem I feel. Stem cells are the new black. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I know we talked about it a little bit off recording. I feel like anybody under the age of 60 has heard stem cells. And in order for them to find the best treatment for them, it's going to take a little work. You have to be your own advocate. You have to really dig to find what's going to work best for you. And let's be honest, I've been diagnosed for six years. I knew about HSCP from the day I was diagnosed. 
because you were going through it right when I got diagnosed. Me and my big mouth. It took me five years to be, four years to be ready to have the procedure because I had to be ready in my own time. So, I mean, you can tell, we can tell, I tell everyone I meet. I had a stem cell transplant. Right. And you you tell everyone you meet, I'm sure. Yes, I do. (laughs) So it's not necessarily a matter of the fact that it's hard to find on there. Like you said, you can, I think even if you search stem cells on there, on the MS mm-hmm. Society website, you would find information about HSCT. People have to be ready, have to want to do that treatment because it is, it's a serious medical procedure. And it took me a long time to be ready and brave enough to do it. <laughs> so it's a matter of being your own advocate. It's a matter of it being the right treatment for you. It's, and, and it's also a matter of the fact that it's not approved for MS right now, unfortunately. It doesn't mean that people shouldn't research and find all the treatment options available to them. And honestly, the day that something in my mind, even bigger and better than HSCT comes around, I'll be the first one to yell it from the mountaintop. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Um, yeah. As soon as we find something that can reverse the damage that's already yeah. been done, that's the thing is that as much as HSCT has done for me, it's not fixed everything that was right. wrong. And I before. think that's a misconception. People think, oh, she had HSCT, so she's all fixed. And of course, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to my numb left leg sometimes. <laughs> I know that you gotten lots of support within the MS Society that you work for. They know all about your HSCT. And you said that you get many opportunities because you're involved with organizing all the walks all over the place that you talk to people all the time about it. It's not, yeah, absolutely. It's not a secret. There's no gag order on me. I'm not out here. They're not like, you can talk about anything but HSCT. I have done, I think we talked a little bit about, I had one week off for Easter, but since April 14th, I've been doing a walk every weekend. I know. And I have talked to so many people about HSCT. I hand out my business card. I tell people to find me on Facebook, on their phone, right when I'm talking to them. Right. And me. And everybody's interested. Everybody wants to hear more about right. it, but not everybody wants that treatment for themselves. Right. And the I think that's an important everyone. resignation. It's not for everybody. It's not, I mean, it's unfortunate to also say, but it doesn't work for everybody. That's correct. And that's where people have to do their research to find out who it is most effective for and who it's not. Yeah, but absolutely. My my coworkers have been very uh, supportive and very open and not even just at walks. I've, I've spoken at other events, yeah, uh, bike events, awards ceremonies, just yeah. um, different things where they let me tell my story and HSCT is a big part of my story. And you um, were at one of the events where I was able to speak. Yeah. Um, to a big, big fundraising event. And they let, I was the ambassador for the event and they let me get up and speak to a crowd of like, I don't know, 200, 500 is a large crowd about my whole HSC journey. And you were there to share that with me. So that was fantastic. Yeah. So you're, you're right. It's not in the closet. It's out of the closet and uh, everybody's talking about it. So yeah, absolutely. But anyway, I can't even thank you enough for all of this information on the MS Society. I think we've lifted the veil and gotten to see an up-close look at behind the scenes, what you're all about, where your funding comes from, where your funding goes, and what all the behind-the-scenes stuff that 
I never yeah. would have imagined. Now this this navigator thing is key because that's new. It's not something that was there when yeah, I, I would say I'm not exactly sure when it was started. I think within the last two years, but it is it is new. And and we talked a little bit about the fact that there are so many people living in rural areas, yourself included, yes. uh-huh. that don't have the access to these resources like someone living in a big city like I am in Pittsburgh may yeah. have. And the MS Navigator Service has really allowed us to better serve the entire population, yeah. not just those large metropolitan areas. It allows us to connect people who are in those rural areas with the resources that they need to live their best lives. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I w- I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to, if, if you will allow me, give yeah. the number for the MS Navigator, the phone number. Yes. So that if anybody needs to reach out, doesn't want to do it online, they want to call. Nobody has to feel like they're alone. Yeah. No, absolutely. Even, I mean, they can really answer any questions you have. So we talked about how they would stay with you on one issue. Even if you call and you just have a very simple question, like you move to a new area and you need to find an MS specialist in your area, they're going to find that person for you. So their phone number is 1-800-344- four, eight, six, seven. Perfect. That's the MS navigator number, not like a call for a good time number. (laughs) So give them a call. If you have any questions, if you need help finding information, let them help you. I absolutely love it. This has been such a fun episode. I'm so excited to see you because of course we're, everyone else is only hearing us, but I get to see your lovely face. (laughs) My face for radio. Yes. Oh, you crack me up. I can't thank you enough. I'm so happy that the MS Society was so supportive of you coming on to the podcast and uh, setting the record straight with regard to who you are, what you do, and how you help the community. So, Kelly, any words you'd like to close with at all? Any message to the MS community? My tagline, I think, is that MS takes a lot from us, so we need to learn to take back from it. And I think that you and I, Brooke, have done exactly that. And I know some days are harder than others, but I think that we can all do that if we, if we really put our minds to it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Kelly Tapper, thank you so much for being on the show today. And uh, I'll be in touch with you soon. Thanks, Brooke. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the MS Gym Podcast. You can find information on the MS Gym on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and at www.themsgym.com. If you'd like to know more information about what I've been up to lately, catch me at brookslick.com or you can follow my MS journey at msslick.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you on the next episode.